types of grants in 8 1 statutory grants article 275 provides for such grants for a new states who are in need of it and not for all states these grants are charged on the consolidated funds of india some of the specific grants are included in these which are usually provided for promoting the welfare of the state it can be used for the welfare of the scheduled tribes or for the administration of the scheduled areas just like the state of assam finance commissions make such recommendations second discretionary grants article 282 provided for these where both the central and state government make any grants for the public third other grants initially the cons- constitution has managed mention special grants for the states like assam bihar odisha and west bengal for the protection of the jute industry what is morality morality is a system of behavior in regards to standards of right or wrong behavior morality describes the principles that govern our behavior without these principles in place societies cannot survive for long in today's world morality is frequently thought of as belonging to a particular religious point of view morality as it relates to our behavior is important on three levels first to ensure fair play and harmony between individuals second to help make us good people in order to have a good society and third to keep us in a good relationship with the power that created us based on this definition it's clear that our beliefs are critical to our moral behavior so in other words morality is the distinction between what is good and bad what is rule of law the rule of law is a principle of governance in which all persons institutions and entities public and private including the state itself are accountable to laws that are publicly promulgated equally enforced and independently adjudicated and which are consistent with international human rights norms and standards it requires measures to ensure adherence to the principles of supremacy of law equality before law accountability to the law fairness in the application of the law separation of powers participation in decision making legal certainty 
avoidance of arbitrariness and procedural and legal transparency. God's greatest creation was women. Women gives life, a life that gives a life. Just like plants, they create a new life. If all women die one day, the whole human race will disappear from earth within hundred years. But if all men die one day, the human race will still continue to live on earth because of women. Women can create a new life. Women can generate a new life. So, even if all men die one day, the human race will still continue to live on earth. Women are very important. Without women, a life cannot go on. God's greatest creation was women. Vedic Hinduism Hinduism is the most ancient religion in the world. It is also known as Sanatan Dharma, which means the eternal right path. Hinduism is more than a religion, it is a way of life. It is not a man-made religion founded or created by any prophet. It has no origin and no end. It is a religion of freedom and unlike most other religions, it allows absolute freedom of one's faith and mode of worship. Indeed, it is the only religion in the world which respects the right of people to realize the Almighty by their own free will. The history of Hinduism has proved that it is a living force. Both hostile rulers and foreign brutal religious aggressor could not banish it because it is a religion of scholars and warriors with self-realization. It is not based on any dogmas or set of rules to be accepted with blind faith, which is why atheism is also accepted in it. 8. Hinduism has a very close understanding of and relationship with Almighty God. Today, the topic is Love, Just Love. It's very important for you when you love someone to just love unconditionally. Now, there may be some people in your life that you love, but for some reason they don't love you back. But that's not what love is about. Love is unconditional. 
So you can love a person without getting the love back the same way. Now today I'm going to read you a direct quote from Vincent Kahn and it is this. The highest state of love is not a relationship at all. It is simply a state of your being. Just the trees are green, a lover is loving. They are not green for a particular person. It is not that when you come, they become green. The flower goes on spreading its fragrance, whether anybody comes or not, whether anybody appreciates or not. The flower does not start releasing its fragrance when it sees a great poet is coming behind. Now, this man will appreciate, now this man will able to understand who I am and it does not closes its door when it sees that a stupid, idiotic person is passing there, insensitive, dull or something like that. It does not close itself. The flower goes on spreading its fragrance. It is a state of being, not a relationship. So you can love walking and it doesn't matter if the person is returning the love or not. It's wonderful if they happen to. But you are love walking. You are being of love and that in itself is your blessing and your gift to the world. Today the topic is love just love. It's very important for you when you love someone to just love unconditionally now there may be some people in your life that you love but for some reason they don't love you back but that's not what love is about love is unconditional so you can love a person without getting the love back the same way. Now today, I'm going to read you a direct quote from Vincent Kahn and it is this. The highest state of love is not a relationship at all. It is simply a state of your being. Just the trees are green, a lover is loving. They are not green for a particular person. It is not that when you come, they become green. The flower goes on spreading its fragrance, whether anybody comes or not. Whether anybody appreciates or not. The flower does not start releasing its fragrance when it sees a great poet is coming behind. 
now this man will appreciate now this man will able to understand who i am and it does not closes its door when it sees that a stupid idiotic person is passing there insensitive dull or something like that it does not close itself the flower goes on spreading its fragrance it is a state of being not a relationship so you can be love walking and it doesn't matter if the person is returning the love or not it's wonderful if they happen to but you are love walking you are being of love and that in itself is your blessing and your gift to the world importance of privacy why does a privacy matter privacy is about respecting individuals if a person has a reasonable desire to keep something private then it is disrespectful to ignore that person's wishes without taking his opinion into consideration privacy enables people to manage their reputations how we are judged by society other people that affects our opportunities our friendships and overall our whole well-being privacy helps to maintain our social boundaries people establish boundaries from others in the society these boundaries are both physical and informational we need places of solitude so that we can have peace in the society in relationships whether personal or professional governmental or commercial we depend upon trusting the other party breaches of confidentiality are breaches of that trust in professional relationships such as our relationship with doctors and lawyers this trust is key to maintaining candor in the relationship we trust other party other people we interact with as well as companies when trust is breached in our relationship that could make us more reluctant to trust in other relationship what is communism communism is a political ideology in which the state owns the major resources in a society including property means of production education agriculture and transportation communism 
proposes a society in which everyone shares the benefit of labor equally and eliminates the class system through redistribution of an income and property private property is replaced by public property communism is totalitarian by its nature today communism exists in china cuba north korea laos and vietnam but communism has failed none of these communist nations have achieved the elimination of personal property money or class system that the communist ideology requires capitalism is morally superior to communism capitalism promotes choice capitalists live in a world of opportunity they constantly survey the landscape looking for opportunities to gain to build to expand and to create capitalism believes in people capitalism promotes choice capitalism promotes equality equality of opportunity is the theme of capitalism that's why capitalism is always superior to communism and socialism ADM Jabalpur versus ESK Shukla 1976 The Supreme Court in this infamous case of ADM Jabalpur versus ESK Shukla held that during prevailing of emergency in the country right to move to the court for enforcement of fundamental rights guaranteed under article 14 21 and 22 stands suspended सिंहासन हिल उठे राजवंशों ने भ्रकटी तानी थी बूढ़े भारत में आई फिर से नई जवानी थी घुमी हुई आज़ादी की कीमत सबने पहचानी थी दूर फिरंगी को करने की सबने मन में ठानी थी बुंदे हर बोलो के मोह हमने सुनी कहानी थी खूब लड़ी मर्दानी हो तो झांसी वाली रानी थी हेलो रुआन Good evening. This is me, Vishnu. Today is the Valentine's Day. This is a very wonderful day. Every year Valentine's Day reminds each of us to examine our romantic relationships. Everybody is looking for love. So, on this day 
I want to wish each of you happy Valentine's Day. I really appreciate you for being my friend. I really appreciate you for coming in my life and making my life happy with joy and knowledge. So, I want to say you all, I love you. I care every one of you. I also want to tell you if you want uh, to say I love you then you can also share your feelings to your person you love the person who is very special for you tell your friend that you also appreciate them you also care for them tell your girlfriend tell your boyfriend that you love them purchase some chocolates purchase some nice gifts for them and give them tell them that you really care them not only on just this day but the 365 days of the year so love is a very beautiful feeling love is everything there is nothing in a, in our life without love we are born out of love valentine day can be celebrated with a, anyone you can celebrate this day with your mom your dad your friend your brother your sister anyone so just celebrate this day spread love spread love if you don't have anyone to love then love yourself because nobody can love you better than yourself so my dear friends i really really care for you i really like you and i really love you all happy valentine's day hello everyone this is me vishnu today i'm going to disappear from whatsapp for a few days i know this is not a good news for you i know that you all are gonna miss me but sometimes life gets very busy sometimes life finds its own way also in the next month my exams are going to start so i'll be away from you just for a few days if you needed any help of me then you can call or you can send me a message on my telegram number 9112422616 i repeat my number 9112422616
9112422616 so whenever you needed any help then you can call or message me on this number so keep learning every day keep motivating yourself keep helping each other i'll miss you all bye लाभले अमास भाग्य बोलतो मराठी जाहलो खरेच धन्य ऐकतो मराठी धर्मपंत जात एक जानतो मराठी एवढ्या जगात माय मानतो मराठी आमच्या मनामनात दंगते मराठी आमच्या रगारगात रंगते मराठी आमच्या उरा उरात स्पंदते मराठी आमच्या नसा नसात नाचते मराठी आमच्या पिला पिलात जन्मते मराठी आमच्या लहान ग्यात रांगते मराठी आमच्या मुली मुलीत खेळते मराठी आमच्या घराघरात वाढते मराठी आमच्या कुलाकुलात नांदते मराठी येथल्या फुलाफुलात हासते मराठी येथल्या दिशा दिशात दाटते मराठी येथल्या नगानगात गरजते मराठी येथल्या दरी दरीत हिंडते मराठी येथल्या वनावनात गुंजते मराठी येथल्या तरुलतात साजते मराठी येथल्या कळी कळीत लाजते मराठी येथल्या नभामधून वर्षते मराठी येथल्या पिकामधून डोलते मराठी येथल्या नद्यामधून वाहते मराठी येथल्या चराचरात राहते मराठी पाहुणे जरी असंख्य पोसते मराठी आपल्या घरात हाल सोसते मराठी हे असे कितेक खेळ पाहते मराठी शेवटी मधांद तख्थ फोडते मराठी हॅलो एव्हरीवान दिस इज मी विष्णू टॉकिंग टू यू फ्रॉम लातूर इन महाराष्ट्र एम एल एल बी फायनल इयर स्टुडंट इन दिस पॉडकास्ट आय एम गोईंग टू एक्सप्लेन यू सम बेसिक कॉन्सेप्ट इन इन्कम टॅक्स सो let's get started the income tax act was passed in the year 1961 which came into force on 1st april 1962 the tax is the compulsory payment to the government the income which is legal the income which is illegal 
both is chargeable so income can be in cash it can be in goods it it can be in some other kinds it is taxable when your income goes beyond the specified limit then you have to pay the taxes to the government as per the slab rates decided by the government every year so why do we pay the taxes we pay taxes because government needs money to run the system government provides us some basic facilities like hospitals roads like uh, buses railways government bills hospitals educational institutions government needs money for the protection of our boundaries government provides scholarships to the students it also uh, brings new and uh, some beneficial schemes for poor people so the money is required that's why government charges money uh, on our income means uh, in the form of taxes so without taxes a government cannot run so all people pay taxes some pay directly some pay indirectly but everybody pays direct taxes in direct way or direct way so now we will see some important definitions in income tax act the first uh, concept is assessment year what is an assessment year uh, assessment year means the period starting from april 1st and ending on march 31st of the next year so assessment year means la the year starting from april 1st and ending on 31st march for example uh 2021 and 22 it commences on 1st april 2021 and ends on march 31st of 2022 so this is the assessment year income of previous year of uh, of an ssc or person is taxed during the next following year at the rates decided by the finance act so people pay taxes of the last year in the current year it is called as a assessment year the next concept is previous year income earned in a year is uh, taxable in the next year for example you have earned some mon- in some money in 2020 and 21 so the money earned in 2020 and 21 it will be taxable in the year 2021 and 22 so this is the previous year uh the year in which income is earned is known as previous year 
and the next year in which income is taxable is called as a assessment year so now we will see how does someone earn income the sources of income have been categorized under five heads the first head is income from salary income from house property income from business and profession income from capital gains and income from other sources whatever income person earns in india it is categorized under the five heads some people earn income through their salary some people earn income through their real estates like their building they give it on land and they get the rent or interest monthly so th these are the some ways of earning income some people have businesses like partnership or company or sole trading uh, companies so this is called uh, like a categorization of sources of income some income is not taxable like income from agriculture uh, what is agriculture it is a very big definition but if we see what is not agriculture then it includes horticulture it includes dairy farming poultry farming it is not included under agriculture so income from agriculture is not taxable now we will see who pays the taxes who are included in a person so the people or the person who pays taxes can be an individual it can be a hindu undivided family a company a firm an association of person it can be any local authority or any artificial person whoever earns income they pay the taxes to the government so individuals pay taxes company pays taxes a partnership firm pays taxes any artificial person like company a bank they all pay the taxes to the government so the income from each sources is made gross it is uh, made together and uh, there are some deductions if you have made some investment in education in um, you have made some investment in like insurance schemes you pay fees to your uh, fees to the uh, schools for your children's education or if you have purchased any life insurance policy you have invested some money in provided fund then uh, these things are deducted from your income under the salary head also uh, in each head there are some deductions for example if you have the company 
then you can give donations to the schools to the political party religious uh, institutions then this is deducted while the computation of taxable income after deduction uh, the net income is uh, made tally and after that you pay the taxes as per the slab rates so this is for today we will see in the next episode with a new chapter see you then bye bye hello everyone good morning this is me vishnu talking to you from latur in maharashtra today i have something different for you today i am going to talk to you about self satisfaction it is very important that we should be happy in our life we should be satisfied with what we have lord buddha says if you want to be happy in your life then be satisfied with what you have in these days all people are behind money they want more things they want uh if they get one thing they want another thing they are not satisfied something strange is happening in our society not in just society everywhere in the world students are not happy wife and husbands are not happy businessmen are are not happy a country is not happy nobody is happy why the reason is human greed human greed makes humans unhappy so how can we be happy in our life the only way is be satisfied with what you have life is a blessing and it is a world which is full of reality it is natural that every human on the earth wants to know the reason behind things happening to them everyone wants to know what the reason for his birth in this world human remains worried by thinking about daily happening in their life and sometimes thinking about the things which may not even happen problems are just a part of everyone's life the god who created problem will also provide a solution to them but people keep thinking about the problems they have in life they just talk the problems oh i have this problem this happened with me 
why it is happening with me all the time, why the people are not nice to me, why she is very rude to me, why God is not helping to me. They complain, they complain. But the problems never ends. This is the life and we must accept. Every, everyone's life has problems. So we can live our life with the problems. We can make solutions. That's why self-satisfaction is very important. So what can we do to be happy and satisfied in our life? Think positively about your life. Be stress-free. Do not think much about this life, about your career, about your education. Everything is going to be okay. Just believe in yourself. Keep doing something every day. Begin your day with the happiness. Because happiness is one of the key elements to the self-satisfied life. Start your day with full energy and happiness. The energy of your happiness may even cast your worries aside and boom, boom your growth. Leave the moment. Never ever think about past and waste your time. Leave each and every moment with full of energy. Thinking about past will, will not change anything. It changes only our mind and makes us overburden. So friends, I just uh, wanted to say you, this life is beautiful. It is wonderful. There are so many nice people in this world. This life is full with wonders. So, be free, do not think much about career, jobs, family, everything is going to be okay. Be happy, always you will be satisfied. Okay, see you then, bye bye. Hello everyone, it's me Vishnu. Today I have a poem for you. This is a very famous poem by Vikram Seth. To make love with a stranger is the best. There is no riddle and there is no test. To lie and love not aching to make sense of this night in the midst of reference to touch and claim by fear of imminent day and understand as only strangers may to feel the beat of foreign heart to hurt preferring neither to prolong nor part 
to rest within the unknown arms and know that this is all there and that this is so. Hello everyone, this is me Vishnu talking to you from Latour in Maharashtra. Today I have a little motivation for you. Today I am going to talk to you about opportunity. We all love that word. It is a word that inspires hope as well as something we can wish upon to make our lives better. It is a single event that will smash into us, enlighten us and take us away on its fluffy feathered wings where we will live happily ever after. Unfortunately, that, that is not the case for most of us. Real opportunities are like the sales, people that knock on our door or call us while we eat dinner at night. We don't want to open the door because we are irritated. We think we know how it is going to pan out or we are too scared to say no when they ask us a question. Real opportunities are the ones that we don't immediately see. They come by at the most unexpected, mostly in opportune times. We are so obsessed with other distractions or our own opinions that we normally miss the majority of opportunity that falls across our path. When we do see opportunities, we treat them the same way as we treat the inappropriate salespeople. Friends, unexpected opportunities comes in everyone's life. There are opportunities every day or there are opportunities which come sometimes. Whenever you will see such opportunity, approach it immediately otherwise they will pass by you and go to someone else door. मेरे आत्मीय मित्रों नमस्कार मैं हूँ विष्णु कार्ले और आज है पाँच मार्च 2021 और मित्रों आज के दिन मैं आपको एक अलग ही विषय पर बात करने जा रहा हूँ ये जो विषय है इस विषय का शीर्षक है ऑनर किलिंग ऑनर किलिंग का मतलब है मित्रों सम्मान हत्या तो मित्रों ये जो विषय है यह बहुत ही गंभीर विषय है तो मैं इस विषय पर आपको कुछ बात करना चाहता हूँ मित्रों हम हर दिन न्यूज़ में या टीवी पर देखते रहते हैं कि जब कोई लड़की अपने जाति या धर्म के बाहर किसी लड़के से 
प्रेम करती है या विवाह करती है तो उसे उसके माँ बाप या भाई मार देते हैं हर दिन ऐसी कहीं ना कहीं घटनाएं हमारे देश में होती रहती है हमारे समाज में आज भी अज्ञान बहुत बड़ा है लोगों में सम जो किसी चीज़ के बारे में जो संवेदनशीलता होनी चाहिए वह नहीं है मित्रों कल उत्तर प्रदेश के हरदोई ज़िले में एक बहुत ही भयंकर घटना घड़ी जिसमें एक पिता ने अपनी ही खुद की सत्रह साल की बेटी को उसकी गला चीर कर हत्या कर दी जब पिता को अपनी बेटी की बेटी की प्रेम के बारे में पता चला तो वह बहुत ही गुस्से में आ गया उसने अपनी बेटी का सर काट कर अपने हाथ में लेकर वो थाना चल बसा तो यह एक बहुत ही गंभीर समस्या आज हमारे देश में है आज भी हमें अपनी मर्जी के अपनी मर्जी से विवाह करने की मान्यता नहीं है चाहे आप लड़का हो या लड़की हो अंतर्जातीय विवाह को विवाह को तो बहुत ही बुरा माना गया है जब आप किसी किसी से अंतर्जातीय विवाह करना चाहते हो तो समाज में आपको बहुत सी कठिनाइयों का सामना करना पड़ेगा ना ही सिर्फ समाज से बल्कि अपने खुद के परिवार से भी मित्रों जो ऑनर किलिंग है इसकी मुख्य वजह है जब कोई लड़की या लड़का अपने जाति के बाहर के किसी व्यक्ति से प्रेम या विवाह करता है तो उसे मार दिया जाता है इसे ही हम ऑनर किलिंग कहते हैं तो इसके मुख्य कारण है अपने धर्म के या जाति के बाहर विवाह करना शादी से पहले किसी के साथ यौन जो संबंध है वह स्थापित करना या कोई और भी रीजंस हो सकते हैं जिसके वजह से एक फैमिली को लगता हो कि हमारा सम्मान डूबता जा रहा है तो वह ऐसे कदम उठाते हैं दोस्तों हमारे भर कानून में हत्या के लिए कई प्रावधान दिए गए हैं 299 से लेकर आईपीसी की धारा 299 से लेकर 304 तक हत्या के लिए प्रावधान है जब कोई किसी की हत्या करता हो तो उसे उम्र की उम्र का कारावास हो यानी कि लाइफ इम्प्रिजनमेंट या मृत्युदंड की भी सज़ा सुनाई जाती है हत्या की जो वजह है अच्छी हो या बुरी हो उसे हत्या ही कहेंगे उसे अपराध ही कहलाया जाएगा जब तक महिलाओं को उनके अधिकार नहीं मिल जाते तब तक हमारे समाज में शांतता कभी स्थापित नहीं होगी
और हर दिन महिलाओं के खिलाफ अपराध बढ़ते ही जा रहे हैं इसके लिए एक बहुत ही सख्त कानून की आवश्यकता है सरकार को कुछ ऐसे भी कदम उठाने चाहिए जिसकी वजह से समाज की जो मेंटालिटी है वह भी बदल जाए तो मित्रों आज के लिए बस इतना ही नमस्कार fascinated human beings from the beginning of recorded history most young children recall the trials of the bible god putting adam and eve on trial for eating the forbidden fruit cain being put on trial for murdering abel abraham defending the sinners of sodom with god being the judge the trial of jesus perhaps the most famous trial in western civilization the trial of susanna and the elders of thomas more everybody knows about some trials trials are theater trials are history in this course i'm going to use the great trials of the 20th century to try to give us a unique window into the american history of the 20th century and indeed through the beginning of the 21st century i'm going to use trials trials that many of you will have heard of trials that some of you probably will be introduced to for the first time to give you a sense of the period but also a sense of the enduring commitment of america to law it was alex de tocqueville who when he visited the new republic for the first time said that america is a unique country when it comes to law every great issue eventually comes before the courts and so we're going to look at history through the prism of the trial the lawyers the judges and most important the litigants because the trial presents usually a snapshot a snapshot of what's going on at a particular point in time in our history and what's a great trial if you ask people today to define what is the greater important trial they'll probably tell you the trial of the moment the trial of scott peters and the trial of oj simpson whatever happens to catch the fancy of the moment but those trials are often not enduring to make a trial a great trial for purposes of this series of lectures i'm going to focus on trials that both reflect important and dramatic aspects of the history of the time but also trials that have an enduring importance for example the first trial we're going to look at is the scopes monkey trial it took place a long long time ago and yet as i'm delivering this lecture today there is a trial in a courtroom in the united states in which intelligent design hello everyone it's me vishnu tomorrow there will be a webinar for all the women in this group so i request all women to join the webinar tomorrow thank you
Hello everyone. It's me Vishnu talking to you from Latur in Maharashtra. Today I am going to talk you about 2021 West Bengal Legislative Assembly election. Before I begin to talk you on this topic, I would like to advise you to follow the rules of social distancing and wear your face mask. Avoid large gatherings and do not go out unnecessarily. Day by day, the cases of COVID-19 are increasing very rapidly and many many people are dying every day. So take precautions and save your life. So friends, today I am going to talk you on very important topic that is West Bengal Legislative Assembly election 2021 this election is going to be held for 294 seats of the West Bengal Legislative Assembly uh, which is going to be held between 27th March to 29th April 2021 in 8 pages uh this election is very important because uh, west bengal is very important state in india uh this legislative assembly has uh, 295 seats and 148 seats are required for the majority out of 160 out of 294 148 seats needed for the majority so guys uh, the period of the legislative assembly election is generally 5 years which can be dissolved earlier also in emergency situation the current the current chief minister mamta banerji her tenure is scheduled to end on 30th may of 2021 guys this time uh, there is very big power struggle in bengal bgp the bharatiya janata party is trying to control the power in bengal so there is very big power struggle between tranmol congress party led by mamta banerji and bgp so day by day the power of bgp is increasing in bengal and many people are supporting the bjp and uh, the tranmol congress party it is also very powerful but uh, many many her uh, political leaders have left tmc and joined bjp so it is a very big concern for her also this time uh 
there is very less possibility to get Muslim oaths for her because a new this time some Muslim uh, parties are also contesting the election a cleric in South Bengal has uh, opened his new political party and he is going to stand his candidates in West Bengal uh, in the South West Bengal so if Mamta Banerjee doesn't get Muslim votes then her win is very difficult because uh, Muslim votes are very important for her uh, Muslims are almost 27 to 30 percent of the Bengal population uh, recently uh, Mamta Banerjee was uh, injured in an accident and she tried to uh, attract people towards her to get sympathy of them and get their votes. She also accused Election Commission of India for favoring the BJP. So uh, this election is uh, very important. Generally, the period of a legislative assembly is five years, which is going to be end in May. BGP has never got power in this state, so BGP is trying its best to control the power in this state. So guys, this was a little information available with me, which I shared with you. I just spoke spontaneously without the preparation. Whatever came in my mind, I spoke with you. So I'll see you any other time. Bye for now. Bye bye. Hello everyone, this is Vishnu Karle talking to you from Latur in Maharashtra. Today we have something little bit new and different. This is a podcast by Alan Watts. Alan Watts was a philosopher and originally he was a minister, Christian minister, but uh, he left the church and become very interested in Buddhism, Hinduism, Taoism and uh, Asian philosophy in general. And uh, during his life, he taught Western people, Americans, British, Europeans, about the teachings of Buddhism, Taoism, Hinduism. So he was the most important person to bring Eastern philosophy to the West and uh, he was a very intelligent and interesting guy. So I'm offering here his direct podcast.
I may take the liberty of beginning by saying something about myself and my role in talking to you about philosophical matters because I want it to be understood perfectly clearly that I am not a guru. In other words, I talk about what we call these things, and that comprises a multitude of interests concerning Oriental philosophy, psychotherapy, religion, mysticism, etc. I talk about these things because I'm interested in them and because I enjoy talking about them. And every sensible person makes his living by doing what he enjoys doing. And that explains me. Now, in saying, therefore, that I am not a guru, that means also that I'm not trying to help you or improve you. I accept you as you are. I am not out, therefore, to save the world. Of course, when a stream, a bubbling spring, flows out from the mountains, it is do it's doing its thing. And if a thirsty traveler helps himself, well, that's fine. When a bird sings, it doesn't sing for the advancement of music. But if somebody stops to listen and is delighted, that's fine. And so I talk in the same spirit. I don't have a group of followers. I'm not trying to make disciples. Because I work on the principle of a physician rather than a clergyman. A physician is always trying to get rid of his patients and send them away healthy to stand on their own feet. Whereas a clergyman is trying to get them as members of a religious organization so that they will continue to pay their pledges, pay off the mortgage on an expensive building, and generally uh, belong to the church, boost its membership, and thereby prove by sheer weight of numbers the veracity of its tenants. And my objective is really to get rid of you so that you won't need me or any other teacher. I'm afraid some of my colleagues would not approve of that attitude because it is widely believed and said that in order to advance in the spiritual life, whatever that is, it is essential that you have a guru and that you accord to that guru perfect obedience. And so I'm often asked the question, is it really necessary to have a guru? I can answer that only by saying, yes, it is necessary if you think so. In the same spirit as it is said that anybody who goes to a psychiatrist ought to have his head examined. Of course, there is more in that saying than meets the ear. Because if you really are sincerely concerned with yourself and are in such confusion that you feel you have to go to a psychiatrist to talk over your state, then of course you need to go. 
Likewise, if you are in need of someone to tell you what to do to practice meditation or to attain a state of liberation, nirvana, moksha, or whatever it may be called, and you feel that necessity very strongly, then you must do it. Because, as the poet William Blake said, the fool who persists in his folly will become wise. However, I do want to point this out. What is the source of a guru's authority? He can tell you that he can speak from experience, that he has experienced states of consciousness which have made him profoundly blissful or understanding or compassionate or whatever it may be. And you have his word for it. And you have the word of other people who likewise agree with him. But each one of them, and you in turn, agree with him out of your own opinion and by your own judgment. And so it is you that are the source of the teacher's authority. And that is true whether he speaks as an individual or whether he speaks as the representative of a tradition or a church. You may say that you take the Bible as your authority or the Roman Catholic Church. And the Roman Catholic following very often says that the individual mystical experience is not to be trusted because of its liability to be interpreted in a whimsical and purely personal way and that it has to be guarded against excesses by the substantial and objective traditions of the church. But those traditions are held to be substantial and objective only because those who follow believe it to be so. They say so. And if you follow it, you say so. So the question comes back to you. Why do you believe? Why do you form this opinion? Upon what basis does all this rest? Well, of course, almost everybody is looking for help. Unless when I was younger, so much younger than today, I never needed anybody's help in any way. But there is this feeling of a certain helplessness, of being alone and somewhat confused in an unpredictable, wayward, external world of happenings. And this world of happenings includes an enormous amount of suffering, tragedy, and we wonder why we're here, how we got here, and in short, what to do about the capital P problem of capital L life, to which should be added death, because it seems to be certain that we're all going to die, and that death may be a painful process, that those we love are going to die, and so what about it? Is there any way in which we can become masters of the situation? Well, there are all sorts of ways of trying to escape from the human predicament of being a lonely, isolated consciousness in the midst of this enormous and wayward not-self. We can, of course, try 
to beat the game on a material basis by becoming very wealthy or very powerful. We may resort to all kinds of technology to get rid of our sufferings, hunger, pain, sickness, and so forth. But it will be noticed that as we succeed in these enterprises, we are not satisfied. In other words, if you feel at this moment that an increase in income would solve your problems, and you've got an increase in income, this would give you a pleasant feeling for a few weeks. But then, as you well know, if that's ever happened to you, the feeling wears off. And you may stop worrying about paying your debts and start worrying about whether you will get sick. There is always something to worry about. And if you are very rich indeed, you've still got the anxiety about sickness and death and also anxieties about revolution and about whether the Internal Revenue Service will take it all away from you or catch you for cheating on your taxes or put you in prison for no good reason. Now, there is always this worry. And so you realize that the problem of life does not really consist in your external circumstances because you worry whatever they are. The problem consists in rather in what you call... The Trial and the Death of Socrates by Plato Plato's account of the trial and the death of Socrates is a remarkably vivid report of dramatic events in ancient Greece. It has an immediacy, both of conversation and portraiture, that is unrivaled and retains its 21st century. Plato's apology is not an apology. In fact, it's hard to imagine a less apologetic piece of writing. It is Plato's account of the speech more precisely the three speeches made by Socrates at his trial. In the first, he defends his way of life. In the second, he proposes an alternative penalty to the death penalty demanded by the prosecution. In the third, after sentence of death has been passed, he addresses a few words of encouragement to his supporters. Athenian legal procedure in the 5th century BC was well established. Trials lasted for a single day only. Juries were large. For Socrates' trial, there was a jury of 500 and chosen at random from a pool of several thousand potential jurors. The main point of this was to make bribing juries impossible. There were no professional lawyers and no state prosecution service. Prosecutions were brought by individuals and both parties delivered their own speeches in person, though a professional speechwriter would write a speech for you for a fee. Prosecution and defense were allowed to make one speech each, and this speech was limited in duration by a water clock, a device which allowed water to escape at a measured rate. The clock was stopped while evidence was taken from witnesses. There were no rules governing the admissibility of evidence or argument. 
Appeals to prejudice were allowed and regularly used, and guilt by association or by character assassination was commonplace, the ancient equivalent of trial by tabloid newspaper, in fact. When the prosecution and defense had completed their speeches, the jury voted the defendant guilty or not guilty. If the verdict was not guilty, the defendant could go free. If guilty, then the next part of the trial was devoted to deciding on the sentence. There was no judge to pass sentence. The procedure was for the prosecution and defendant, each to suggest a penalty and for the jury to choose between the two. The jury was not allowed to choose a compromise between the two. There was no custodial imprisonment in ancient Athens, so the available penalties were fines, banishment, loss of citizen rights, and death. It was common practice for the prosecution to ask for the death penalty, if only to prompt the defendant to suggest a serious penalty as an alternative. It may be that the prosecution had no particular desire to see Socrates put to death, and that they asked for the death penalty because that is what the prosecution frequently did. And it seems likely that the jury would have let him off with banishment or a fine if he had said he was sorry and promised to behave better in future. But Socrates chose to be provocative. Though he finally agreed to pay a substantial fine with his friend's money, since he had no money himself, he made it perfectly plain that by rights he should be treated as a public benefactor, since a public benefactor was what he in fact was.